Welcome to Faith Bible Church's Midweek in the Word podcast, where we are together seeking to become better readers, hearers, and doers of the Word each week. Hello and welcome to another episode of Midweek in the Word. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being along for the ride, not only with the podcast and our attempts to interpret God's Word, but most of you, I'm sure, along for the ride as Tom's been preaching through the whole Bible over the course of this year in our Route 66 sermon series, uh, which is going to be the theme for our podcast yet today. But before I get to that, um, if you're new to the podcast, you may not know my voice, but if you're a long-term listener, you do. You know that I am Brad Myers, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries pastor, and your host uh, on the podcast for almost what has been a whole year, as hard as that is to believe. We're coming up on 50 episodes. Uh, here We'll be here rather soon, uh, almost a full year. And uh, as if, again, if you've been listening for a while, you know um, Tom's voice as well, because I'm joined again this week by Tom Rempel, our preaching pastor here at Faith Bible Church. Uh, Tom, um, we've we've got you know almost a whole year in the bag here at this point, um, but we've continued to do this, and I've really enjoyed it. So thanks for all your work on it and for your willingness to come back on this week. Hey, it was nice to be back. A little intimidated, you know, falling in the shadow of the great Kyle McClellan that last week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Be sure to text him that. Well, we appreciate his willingness to jump on, too. It was it was a fun episode. Listeners, if you didn't get the chance to listen to Kyle McClellan from Fremont jump in on apocalyptic literature last week, I'd encourage you to go back. It was a longer episode, given the weightiness of the topic, but really appreciate what Kyle had to share. And really looking forward to this week's episode as well, Tom. But before we get into the subject matter of the podcast, let's let's make sure we walk back through um, the the content of the sermon series. And as, as most of our listeners probably know, you've been walking Genesis through Revelation uh, through 66 books of the Bible in a sermon series you're calling Route 66, Snapshots from Genesis to Revelation. And Listeners, if you weren't with us on Sunday, actually this last Sunday, I was the one preaching uh, rather than Tom. Hopefully, Tom, you got some good time off and enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. I did. Um, but I was preaching from John 1, and we were talking about Jesus, our Emmanuel, as we began into the into the Advent season, came off of Thanksgiving, started getting our hearts ready, and started wrapping up this Route 66 sermon series Tom's been thinking or been walking us through uh, this year. And so let me just give you a few quick reminders of some of what we saw uh, from John 1, verses 1 through 18 on Sunday. Uh, the first related to what we learned about God, um, and this shouldn't come as a shock if you've been with us for most of the sermon series, um, but we learned or we saw that God is a loving, relational God that desires to be with his people. That theme of Emmanuel, God with us, is something that we've seen played out all the way through Scripture from the beginning in Genesis 1 and 2, and then we'll see a return to uh, fully realized again in the consummation of creation, which is a little bit where you're going this next Sunday, Tom, so we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, secondarily, we saw that God is also perfectly holy, um, perfectly holy, perfectly righteous, um, and both his relational desire to be with people and his perfect holiness are really represented in his presence. We see it in the garden, we see it lost through sin, and we see a restorative plan through the rest of Scripture, uh, working to have God back with his people uh, in spite of his incredible refining holiness. Uh, which brings us kind of to the second point as far as mankind and what we learned about ourselves, and that is through Genesis 3 and the fall, mankind and mankind's sin were unable to be in God's presence. Um, due to our sins and due to Adam's sins. 
Um, in short, we need a savior. Uh, the reality is that presence once lost in the garden due to sin, now as we get through most of the story of scripture, has this problem in it. Sin causes this division with God. And so mankind needs someone who will set that record straight, who will allow mankind to be back in the presence of God without his perfect holiness <laughs> destroying us. And, and that's how we saw it pointing to Christ. That's how the emphasis was on Christ in Sunday's message. Um, that God's presence is perfectly realized in the holiness and relationship through Christ's incarnation. Um, through, as Matthew 1, 23 puts it, Emmanuel, Christ coming to be God with us. And that his holiness is also perfectly satisfied in Christ's death. And that relationship with God is really restored in his sending of the Holy Spirit um, to be Christ's presence in us. Um, so that all that presence, we look forward to Christ's second coming uh, and God's presence being fully consummated at the second coming of Christ as well. So that was just a few of the things we talked about in Sunday's message. If you didn't get the chance to listen to it, you can find that on our podcast app, The Black Background of the White Letters, Faith Bible, Church, um, our sermons podcast. And uh, hopefully it was an encouragement to you. I, I surely enjoyed the chance to share a little bit what it, what's been on my heart, where this whole year has been going. Um, but Tom, over the course of the last couple of years, or not couple of years, but uh, over the course of this last year, a few times on the podcast, we've paused our normal kind of content, and we've taken a look back to update people on where the story has come from, how how far we've come at different points. I think we stopped after the Pentateuch. I think we stopped after the Old Testament. Uh, and now we find ourselves wrapping up the final books. You've wrapped up Revelation. We're coming to the end of the New Testament. And so I thought it'd be helpful to take a look back over how far we've come, uh, to take a bit of a walk through the major sections of Scripture and, and highlight some of the themes we've seen in your Route 66 series. So I want to kind of walk section by section through some of the major breakdowns in the Old and New Testament and catch our listeners up both on what, what has been going on in the story and also what the theological and biblical themes are that we've run into them. Um, so let's start with the beginning. Uh, go back to that first section that we looked at, the, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and what's called the Law or the Pentateuch. Uh, what happens in those books in broad scale in the biblical story? Well, in that, God uses Moses to tell the story of the human race from the very beginning. So in the beginning, God is the theme. And then for five books, it continues to unfold how man was created perfectly placed in a garden. God, man rebelled against a holy God. And then God begins the process of redeeming lost man, calling him back to himself. Uh, you go from one couple in the garden to world population and the multiplication of sin. You've got God's judgment stepping in. You've got the, the uh, cleansing of the earth as a, almost a second creation with the flood taking place. You've got the calling out of a special people, taking the uh, descendants of Abraham and making them from a family, growing them into a nation. And then basically God teaching his people uh, how they were to live as an alien, strange people in a fallen world. Hmm. So this, these first few books establish both kind of the way the world works and the way Israel is going to function in yeah. that storyline. Um, how, does, how does that explore? Give us a couple of major themes that these books then introduce in keeping with that story. Well, the first thing that comes within that is, the, I think, the, the emphasis on sacrifice, uh, the building mm -hmm. of altars uh, repeatedly uh, there, uh, typically a lamb offered, a 
So the innocent dies for the guilty. Um, there's also a sense of uh, a call to be a separate kind of people. So the rest of the world is living in rebellion. God's people are to be a light in the darkness. So he gives them the law. It says that according to these standards, the living this way will reflect the unique holiness of God uh, in a sinful world. So you've, you've got that, that theme of the law, the theme of the sacrifices, the sense that God is continuing to uh, persistently pursue his people. Mm. Very good. Okay, so those first five books kind of set the stage for the rest of the story, but next we run into what's known as the historical books or the former prophets. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Esther, These this section of Scripture. What happens in the biblical story through these books? Well, the, the people of God, like I said, grow from being a family uh, that goes basically a tour bus load down to Egypt coming out with a, as a nation, a couple of million people, but not organized. And so early on, you see God organizing them into a nation of people. In Joshua, he places them in the land of the promise. And then you begin to see their their successes and failures. Uh, Hope grows. And then suddenly hopes are dashed as sin and rebellion come in. And so you, you start to understand what it means when God says that I have put before you life and death, choose life. Uh, if you obey me, I can bless you. You will enjoy the land that you possess. If you disobey me, the land's still yours, but I'll have to remove you from it. And so in the historic, you kind of see the rise and fall of that. Hmm. Which ultimately culminates in, in both Israel, the northern tribes, and Judah and the southern tribes being wiped out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the kind of sad end of that story. <laughs> by the time you get to yeah, the time you get to the end, you've got basically two tribes that are still uh, working uh, God's plan. Which I, I think uh, probably the, the the one thing I we didn't highlight sufficiently is that God, in His grace, always has a remnant of those, mm. no matter how bad people get and how sinful the world becomes. In His grace, He is always redeeming and setting apart a remnant. Hmm. Which would be a great example of a of a major and kind of theological theme that these books really explore, even as the nations are judged and things like that. Uh, other other big themes in these historical books that are worth noting. Well, I think I think the per, the paternal love of God. He, you know, he picks that up all hmm. the way back in Hebrews. But he whom the Father loves, he disciplines. So I, again, I think that you see God. As as a, I think in the prophets, as we'll talk later, you, you see God as the the spurned uh, husband, uh, the faithful husband, and the faithless bride. But here you see it more the the father image of his provision for his children and his mm. loving them enough to correct them to keep calling them back to himself. Mm. Okay, and so that wraps up kind of the historical the historical books ending in the book of Esther in the Bible. Um, but we, but we still have some additional books in the Old Testament. We we don't have so much historical books as what's called the writings in Scripture. So you get Job, Proverbs, Psalms, Song of Solomon, Lamentations. Uh, these sort of books that are known as the writings in the Old Testament. They don't really carry the story forward so much. But what are these books functioning to do? What are some themes that these books explore? I think they're more poetic, and I think it's more expressions 
of intensified longing for uh, for the joy and the beauty of what was in the beginning, what was lost mm-hmm. in Genesis three, and it's just more of a of an articulation of what could be and what is hoped for, and uh, so it, it really shows that the the human heart has has this vacuum, this void that it longs to have fulfilled, and uh, mm-hmm. it's expressed in several ways. You know, Job probably occurs back you know, very early in the age of the patriarchs. And yet here's a man without a Bible who is walking to the best of his ability in obedience to the Lord and and has experienced all of life's great blessings. And yet, uh, even as a righteous man, he suffers the consequences of living in a fallen world. And yet mm. rather than despair, as his wife tells him and curse God, that 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 unsatisfied longing keeps bringing him back to dependence upon the Lord. And uh, so I think you see that in, in all of those uh, writings. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so these, these writings explore those ideas, but then we also have the last 16 books or so of the Old Testament. You've got the major and the minor prophets, a couple of them tucked in there before Lamentations, and then the rest following Lamentations. Um, what story did these latter prophets tell? Well, they're really the, the demonstration of God, as one author calls him, the hound of heaven. It's like hmm. that, that God continues to send messengers, human spokespeople on his behalf, to call his people to point out their sin, to declare again God's holy standard that God has not changed in his expectation, and to offer uh, grace and mercy if they will but listen. Um, the, the theme there, I think, is one of severe mercy and, mm-hmm. and grace that is unmeasured. You just have the, the two themes running through there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it blows me away as I read those those books for sure that you've got, you know, the, the prophets warning before the exile, you've got the prophets of hope during the exile, and you have the prophets that are really looking back on why all that took place and, and what that means for the people after they've returned back to the land. Um, but all kind of beating that same drumbeat of what you're talking about, God's incredible grace and mercy on his people. Okay. So, so we get this story of Israel, um, their rebellion, a man's fall, all these things in the Old Testament. And then as as we noted in, in the interlude between the Testaments, the 400-year period in between the Old and the New Testament, um, there's this silence from God before we come to the New Testament and we get back to the story moving forward again. So we find ourselves in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What happens in the biblical story in the Gospels? Well, as you know, the, the subtitle on our, our year of study and uh Route 66 was every sign points to Jesus. And uh, finally, after all of those hundreds of years and all of God's great grace and God's mercy demonstrated, finally, the one that he promises you showed us on Sunday has come. He is God with us in the person of Christ. Or as you know, John 1.14, we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We, we see God amongst the people in the Gospels, though the Old Testament covers so many hundreds of years, uh, the Gospels basically concentrate on about a three and a half year period of history. Once you get past the, the birth accounts, 
the rest of the Gospels really have covered less than four-year period of time. Mm. So they tell us the story of Christ, but obviously the coming of Christ, to your point, really brings to resolution some major themes. So yeah. what do the four Gospel writers, what are the themes that they're really driving at? Well, continually, you know, Matthew t- reminds us again that that king that has been waited for that would sit on the throne of David, that is the Christ, it you know, Mark, he reminds us that that one called the Son of Man back in Daniel chapter 7, to whom all glory and honor and praise will be given, is this mm. one called Jesus, this Christ, you know. Uh, Luke, again, just shows that he is the powerful, creative God who has the authority uh, over the laws of nature. There's uh, more miracles, you know, probably in Luke than about any. And then John, you know, takes a theological point and just shows that this one Jesus is the same one that existed back in the days of creation. So basically it reminds us again that this is God in human flesh. Hmm. And the fulfillment of so many Old Testament promises, which I know isn't this week's message, but in a couple of weeks you're going to highlight a lot of those fulfillments that we're going to see. So listeners, stay tuned. Keep an eye out for that. Tom's Tom's going to bring some of those to bear here in a couple of weeks. Um, But after the Gospels and after, you know, the, the famous words of the Great Commission, the Gospels wrap up, Christ returns to heaven, we get the conclusion of the story in Acts and the Epistles. What story takes place, and, and how is the story really brought to a conclusion um, from Acts onward in Scripture? Well, in, in, the, in the Gospels, it begins with his birth. It moves us all the way through all four of them, climax with his death, burial, and resurrection. And so then the book of Acts picks it up as the sequel. What happens to this life of Christ after he is not only raised, but it begins in Acts with his ascension? He's at the right hand of the Father. He gives that promised Holy Spirit. So it is not only, as Paul would say, we are in Christ, but it's also that Christ is now in us. And so in the epistles, then you have letters to individuals and churches as to what it means to be the people that are in Christ and in whom Christ is dwelling and how are we to be living between the two appearances. So not everything about the prophecy of the coming of Messiah has been fulfilled in the first coming. So those portions of the Old Testament prophecy regarding the coming of Christ that are not yet fulfilled are still future. We're caught in between. And so there's just uh, letters on how we are to live as the people of God in, in a place where the promise has already been fulfilled and not yet fully fulfilled. Mm. So you're already speaking to it a bit as far as, you know, it's the, the those books are going to look back. Those books are also going to look forward. Are there other major themes that really lace these New Testament books together? Well, just as the children of Israel in the old were to live as a people separate as aliens and strangers in the world. So when you get to the epistles, it's it's not just the nation of Israel, but it's Jews and Gentiles, male and female, rich and poor, all, all together are the people of God. And so in the epistles, we learn what it means to be light in the darkness. What what does it require to be the people of God living in a fallen world? So again, it's kind of an Old Testament uh, truth that for the nation of Israel now applied to the redeemed people of God of all tribes, tongues, and nations living uh, as the people of God, light in the darkness as we wait for the soon coming again. Mm. Uh, That's incredible 
present and future reality of the church uh, that is explored in so many of those books. Great, great gift from God, undeniably. Okay, so so listeners, that that is the whole story of the Bible. That is, uh, it, and as close or as synthesized as we can make it, uh, the story that all of Scripture is is playing out. And and hopefully, as we've walked through the Bible over the course of this year, some of those stories and pieces and books that you've read in the past have started to connect better in your minds with this big story uh, that all of Scripture is really trying to tell. Um, as Tom has already put it in summary, this idea that man cre- man was created for God's glory and put in the garden, um, and then you've got this fall and this redemptive history of God seeking to restore his people back to himself, culminating in Christ and creating a church through the power of the Holy Spirit to have us prepare and expanding that to the rest of the nations being reached with the gospel. This incredible, incredible, compelling story um, which drives our lives. Um, Tom, any final thoughts for our listeners, either on the, the redemptive story that you've laid out here or on what you would hope people would remember as as we begin to bring Route 66 to a close here in December? Well, I, yeah, I think probably to remember that the promise of the old was that Christ will come that the truth of the New Testament is Christ has come and that the end of the story is, and Christ will come again. And all the way through, it is the story that God ultimately wins when we, when we get discouraged, frustrated, fearful, anxiety ridden, we need to remember again that he who promised he would send him did send him and he will come again. And there's hope. I think the other one is, is to remember how, vulnerable we are to committing the failures even of the saints of old. The problem with the nation of Israel was rather than follow the true and living God, they would often default to fallen leaders and failed kingdoms and put their hope and expectations there. And uh, the reminder reading the scripture is that there is one true and living God and he alone is trustworthy. Mm. Very good. Very good. Well, you're going to continue moving that theme forward in this Sunday's message as, as we have another uh, kind of thematic message trying to pull these strings together, some of those themes that we were talking about earlier. Uh, this coming Sunday, you're going to work on the idea of garden to garden, you know, Genesis 1 and 2 to Revelation 21 and 22. It's not an individual exactly, like you've been talking about every other week in your Route 66 series, but what are you looking forward to preaching on in this theme? Well, I think that the great reminder is, is though his perfect plan has been soiled by man's rebellion, it, it has not been destroyed. It just to remind it again that that which God set out to accomplish in Genesis 1, God ultimately will accomplish, and we'll see that in Revelation 21 and 22. Mm, yeah, the new heavens and new earth. Incredible picture that we get to look forward to. Uh, how about interpretive questions? That, that may not be the, the crux of it this week, but any interpretive questions as you're wrestling through these passages? Well, mostly just wrestling with uh, between, between Genesis and Revelation, there are 64 <laughs> other books in there. Yeah, right. and, and the story doesn't just pick up in Genesis and end in Revelation, but it, it weaves a, a thread through. So pretty much just wrestling with how, how much to show those repeated themes that lace the scriptures together, that, that there's a, 
there is a purpose for the Psalms in the middle of the book. And there's yeah. a purpose for the books of history. There's a purpose for the prophets. And they all are pointing us toward this revelation conclusion. So just kind of grappling with where, where to fit that into the message. I, I feel your pain there. Trying to trying to preach sixty six books in forty five minutes is a daunting task for anyone, I believe. Uh, finally, Tom, how can our listeners prepare their hearts for this message? Well, I think they just come expecting to be greatly encouraged. Uh, that uh, we we get to read. Uh, just a lot of people are not open to reading a book or watching a movie unless they know how it's going to end. And uh, we, we have read the last chapter, and ultimately, we win. <laughs> But the other side is prepare ourselves for the fact that not all of those who live near us, not of all those who work with us, or not all of those uh, who are in, even in our family have yet believed. And so it's a preparation of our heart for if this is the end of human history, then what must we do to reach others with that good news? Hmm. Yeah, undeniably, Christ's act of giving us a great commission wasn't for us to sit back and just enjoy that reality, but to do the work that he's prepared for us in advance, as Ephesians puts it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we'll be looking forward to that message. We'll look forward to putting these punctuation marks on the end of our Route 66 sermon series. And listeners, uh, we do hope you join us for these last few weeks, whether it be online or whether it be in person. And we're thankful that you've you've been along for, for the ride with us, both in the sermon series this year and also for the podcast. And hopefully it's been helpful to you. Uh, remember, if you're following along in the weekly reading as you prepare for Tom's message on Sunday, check out Genesis 1 and 2 and then Revelation 21 and 22, the first two chapters and the last two chapters in your Bible, as Tom will be trying to pull those two bookends of Scripture together. And uh, as always, we'd love to hear from you with any questions or thoughts you have. Shoot those my direction, shoot those Tom direction. Uh, We'd love to address questions on the podcast if they'd be helpful to you. And uh, if this podcast has been helpful to you, I'll just say it again. Please share, comment, or rate it and help others find the podcast. We'd love to be encouraging to anyone uh, that would be interested. Lastly, just remember um, that even as this year draws to a close, uh, we in leadership, Tom and myself, will be praying for you and your interpretation of God's Word. Uh, We do hope that our Route 66 and Read Through the Bible uh, emphasis this year has been an encouragement to your heart and you found it edifying as you've just enjoyed God's Word and reading it this year. Um, And we do hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. As you're reading this week, be encouraged by the words of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth.